Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 234. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Bienvenidos, Fire Nation. Whether you're starting a business, looking to protect your family, or to safeguard your assets, LegalZoom has the award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country to help. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. To all you inspired entrepreneurs out there, are you ready to take your dreams and passions and ignite? If so, then FIRE Nation Elite is for you. Fire Nation Elite is a mastermind that I have formed and will be leading. If you are in need of a tribe of like-minded entrepreneurs whose sole focus is to support, motivate, encourage, and hold accountable every member within, then Fire Nation Elite is for you. Go to FireNationElite.com to find out more. That's FireNationElite.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Joe Palco. Joe, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. <laughs> All right. Joe and his co-founder, Scott, started Solid Cactus back in 2001. Solid Cactus grew and grew until they sold it to Web.com in 2009, where he stayed on until 2011. He left to join 3D Cart Shopping Cart Software as the CMO. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Joe, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, me personally, I live in South Florida. Um, I enjoy living in South Florida. It's probably nice. my favorite place in America outside of, um, I'd say like Silicon Valley area, California. Yes. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's a toss up. I like them both. Um, Solid Cactus actually kind of spun off of another company I owned prior to that. Um, I started selling online back in 1994. Me and Scott did. Um, so you were like a, the person selling online back then. Yeah, we beat Amazon actually. <laughs> we, we started before Amazon and it was all a big accident really. Um, we were in college and believe it or not, we, we sold ferret supplies for the small animals ferrets. Hey, that's a good niche. You got to niche down. It was and it was an accident. We didn't know actually at the time that having a niche was going to be something that would make us successful. Right. So we were early on completely accidental. Scott and I used to go to ferret shows, which is like the equivalent of a dog show. And people would, you know, show their ferrets for, um, you know, the different kinds of ferret. Can ferrets do tricks? They're really intelligent. I don't think that people realize that they're not, they're not a rodent. They're something, um, different they're called a mustelid which actually goes to the weasel family so they're they're carnivores actually they eat meat and they're um really smart and you can train them to do all kinds of different things but the the one thing about them that's just unique is they're a very stubborn animal like they do what they want to do and anybody who's owned one besides the smell because they really do kind of smell um, <laughs> and i don't have them anymore because i'm just i'm too busy but at one time i used to have nine 
So. Wow. Okay, so Joe, we're now picturing you as this guy in college who's selling ferret supplies online. So mm-hmm. Solid Cactus comes out of that. Let's get to present time here. So so we go up to the year 2000, and um, the ferret store at that time was also broken into other – we sold all kinds of small, small animal supplies, right? Um, and we were doing about revenues of about probably $7 million online wow. um, back then. And we actually sold that company in 2007 to Dr. Fosters and Smith, um, which I don't know. People probably do know them. They're actually the largest mail order supplier of pet supplies today. I mean, they're bigger than PetSmart and Petco in the mail order cool. arena. Yeah. And we sold, so we sold that company to them. But what happened was like around 2000, um, I was kind of getting bored running the ferret store. So I was like, you know, we can teach people how we did this and how it, how solid cactus actually started was I needed a redesign, um, for the ferretstore.com. And I had gone out into the forums and I had, you know, asked people cause I really didn't know it was a Yahoo store at the time. And I said, well, can anybody redesign this? And I got quotes and everybody wanted like $3,000 for it. And I got this one quote, that was $500. And I was like, well, how could that be? Like, I don't know how anybody could actually take the time and design something nice for $500. So I'd said no. Right. And, um, so the guy who was, it turned out he was from Kyrgyzstan, like one of the former Soviet republics. And, um, he was like, you know, it, I can do it. My rent's only $25 a month. And like, <laughs> you know, and I love design. So I was like, you know what? I, I saw a business opportunity and was like, okay, these guys can work really affordably um they're you know obviously smart super low cost of living yeah so i was like okay let's do this we're gonna i'll start a website and we'll start selling to yahoo stores just like me and we will keep the price integrity but instead of like three thousand we'll shoot for around two thousand so we can still make decent amount of money and you'll be happy you know you do one website and you know you have a lot of money, you know? Um, so I did that on the side while I was still working at the ferret store. And, you know, we had sold like 10 of them in like the first month, like lots of people wanted them. They were designed so nice. They were doing such a good job. So I was like, okay, I'm not into this um, whole telecommuting thing. He's like, I, so I said, how about I, si- I apply to get you guys to come over on H1B work visas? Oh, wow. Yeah, and they were thrilled because they were just right out of college. And <laughs> yeah. they were like, oh, we'd love to see America, you know? So I applied for the work visas. Um, it was relatively easy then to get a work visa. I don't believe it's that easy now, but then it was. We applied, they got accepted. Um, so it was fun for me. It was a whole learning experience for a whole new culture. I had got them a house and I got them a car and I got them all set up with these things so that they could function here in the U.S. Um, and their names were Stas and Andre. Uh, we called him Andrew, though, and uh, there's still um, Andrew actually works for eBay now, and Stas is still with Solid Cactus. Wow! <laughs> so um, it was a great story, and basically, you know, I I used the resources of the ferret store to actually have we had the office already, we had the internet, we you know we had all these, we even had HR. Do you know what I mean? So it was like. Um, it was easy to start a second business and solid cactus took off and I left the ferret store. Scott stayed with it until basically until it was sold. And in 2007, he had come over to run cactus with me. Um, but he helped all along, you know, so we, we were always business partners. Even to this day, we still have things going. Well, we're going to save 
a little more about what exactly your next step was for a little further into the interview. And we usually start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote, but you've just had such a fascinating backstory. I've just had to let you run off on that. And it's really interesting because you really were there at the ground level. And it's just so great to hear the aha moments you've had throughout your journey. And we're going to even get more into that later. But first, Joe, give us a success quote. Take it away. Well, I, I like to live by the do the right thing. What I'd like you to do, Joe, is take it down to the ground level. How do you actually apply this mentality to your life? What do you mean by this quote? I can just say that I've tried to do the wrong thing numerous times, and it never works. Never works. <laughs> it never works. Um, you know, everything from as simple as like, you know, like I don't know, like maybe you don't want to take the time to actually file your state sales tax report properly, right? Um, two years later, it's going to come back at you and they're, the state's going to come and do an audit and you're not going to be able to produce the records. So, I mean, the, the reality is, is like, don't guess at things, just do the right thing, do what you're supposed to do. And if you can't make it work in your business model, you have to make it work in your business model because it's just something that has to be done. Wow. Well, that's a great quote. And it's actually a perfect lead in to our next topic, which is failure, which are challenges and obstacles that as entrepreneurs, we face on so many levels every single day of the week, let alone multiple times throughout our journey. So Joe, take us back to a time when you, again, didn't do the right thing. And because of it, you either failed or really dug yourself into a hole that you had to work hard to get out of. And then share with us how you did overcome that. Well, I'll give you a a general one on it and tell you that I still have a problem with this today, right? And I think that my biggest failure and challenge has always been making emotional decisions. Um, And I have probably 300 examples of that over my lifetime. Well, we do like specific stories. So that was a nice abstract, but take it down to the ground level. When did you actually face a challenge because of this? Here's the hardest one. The hardest challenge I ever had was prior to selling to web.com was in, which is kind of interesting. We we were in the process of selling to web.com while the economy was still good. And then we had this, you know, basically that crash period in like 2000, I'm going to say it was like the end of 2008 where things yep. started to get really scary. And Solid Cactus was based, half of the revenue was recurring software based and basically recurring services. And the other half of the business was um, web design. And we had basically our software stayed well all along. The revenue was good. Even with the the bad economic conditions, we still chugged along. But our, our services side really began to suffer. And we had we were running about like 15% below what we were normally producing in revenue, which basically meant I had to get rid of people. I had to do a layoff. And what the biggest mistake I made was I held on to people that I couldn't afford to hold on to for too long. And if there's one thing looking back, that was an emotional decision. I cared a lot about the families and the people who built this business. At that time, we had 200 employees. I, wow. I yeah, I needed to really scale it down to about 155. And I held them too long. And it, it started to make it very difficult to operate at, at that point because we were in the red. 
No, one thing as the host of Entrepreneur on Fire, Joe, I can definitely tell you is there's a consistent theme of people who have businesses like that, where there are a lot of employees, it's very entrepreneurial, and therefore roller coaster in its bones as the business is hire slow, fire fast. Do you now believe in that mantra? Yes, I do. I, I want to, again, do the right thing for everyone, but sometimes doing the right things means doing it for yourself as well. And if you're not um, successful at the moment and your revenues don't justify the amount of employees you have, you, you just can't worry. I mean, you have to do the right thing for the people who are still there. Exactly. If you're doing the right thing for the business, even though yeah. you might be laying some people off that you do care about and feel responsible for, you're doing the right thing by the rest of the people, the 155 people that were still going to be at that company. Yep. So Joe, what's one clear lesson in just one sentence that you learned from this experience? Basically what you said, uh, <laughs> hire slow, fire fast. <laughs> just make sure that if you're firing fast, you're doing it for the right reasons and the right people, not, right. You know, not just for the sake of doing it. I mean, you want to make sure that you, you, you know, if you get to, into the situation where you have to let people go, you really need to look at everybody and their skill sets and make sure that you're keeping the right people. So, Joe, you've already shared with us some really cool aha moments that you've had where light bulbs have gone off and you've been like, wow, ferret food, niche. Wow, websites are expensive. I can make them for cheap. You've had these great moments throughout your journey, and that's one of the most powerful things about being an entrepreneur is that these moments are coming at us from all directions all the time when you're just really mixing it up in the business. So take us back to a time when you've had an aha moment, like the ones you've shared, but different, and you really just had that light bulb go off, and you said, wow, this resonates with my authentic self. Joe, share with us that aha moment and how you turned it into success. Okay. Um, I'm going to use as an example the call center we had at cool. Solid Cactus, which still exists today. Um, it's you know part of web.com and the, the group. Right, but what we what had happened was we had reached a period, a point where we needed to get a new phone system, and the phone system was it was a Cisco system, was what we decided on, and you know we had you know hundred employees or so, so we really needed to invest in something that was going to be a good phone system for our business. But I kept looking at the phone system as being an expense, and I was like, wow, I really hate spending all this money on just the ability to answer a phone. So we had identified, you know, uh, our customers were all small businesses and a lot of them actually, you know, worked full-time jobs and they even like how e-commerce merchants, many of them today are still the same. They start their business and they want to grow their business into a bigger business, but they have to work on the side. So I had thought, well, you know what, if I hired a call center manager, we now have the infrastructure to actually do customer service calls for our customers. So I turned that phone system basically not into only the phone system that we used for operating Solid Cactus, but we also built a call center with it. Um, and we did customer service calls for our customers so that they could – we would be their 800 number and we would take their customer service calls instead of them. Wow. So how exactly did that work at that point? So then you would have customers whose customers would call into that call center and how would that work from that point forward? The way it worked was they configured it based on how you actually wanted the the customer service call center to work, right? Yeah. But for the majority of customers, um, they would handle returns, phone calls, and orders, phone calls. So you'd put the eight hundred number on your website, and you'd go off running your own business. And 
employees would answer the phone for you and place orders on your behalf so that you could have a toll-free customer phone number that was answered instead of being voicemail. Wow. So, I mean, this is just yet another service that you could offer to your customers Mm -hmm. who could then turn and offer to their customers that was of of extreme value. And I think that's an entrepreneurial mindset, really, is you're always trying to find some way to build the next thing. And to me, that was like, okay, here's a service our customers could really use. We've got the infrastructure to do it. Um, We're paying for a phone system that's really an expense. So maybe we can turn it into a revenue source. And, And we did. So, Joe, have you had an I've made it moment? Honestly, I mean, I've had lots of them. It just, a lot of, you know, that's a hard question because a lot of it really just depends on, on how you are as a person. Do you know what I mean? Some, some people are somewhat negative and they're never satisfied and some people set the bar really high and they can, you know, they can never reach it. Um, I've always been more of the person that, does set the bar really high, but um, I won't stop working until I hit it. So, I, I mean, if I was going to say that the real I made it moment was when I sold the company, I mean, that was to me, and it was my second sale. I had sold the Ferret Store, but that was a much smaller company in comparison. It, it was a lot of fun and a huge learning experience to actually work with a you know a publicly traded company and get acquired. So, are you able to divulge the number of the sale? No. Mm-mm. Was it above a dollar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank it was you in the millions. I mean, it, it wasn't. Yeah, you know, wasn't millions. really low. Millions. Good yeah. to hear, Joe. Well, thank you for sharing that. And it does sound like that you have been listening to Entrepreneur on Fire by your answer, because that is what I love to say. Is that you know sometimes you set that bar really high, and when you reach it, some entrepreneurs just continue to push that bar forward again and just never take a step back to appreciate and mm-hmm. smell the roses, so to speak. But I love to talk about the journey and how important it is to really appreciate the different accomplishments and achievements you're making along the way. And it definitely sounds like you are. You love where you live. You've had some great I've made it moments along your way. So let's use this to move into your current business right now. Talk to us about a couple things that you're really excited about right now. Okay, so what really excites me now is I I work at 3D Cart. Um, shopping cart software, and I'm not, you know, I'm not an owner, but I'm the chief marketing officer, and I um, just miraculously, I wanted to live in South Florida, and that's where 3D Cart is located, so nice. um, that's why I'm here. Um, and what's really exciting for me is that this company is almost a replica of what Solid Cactus was to me around 2004. So it's growing really fast. We have a great product. We have happy customers, so that it's fun to come to work when you have happy customers. And I'm basically still doing what I've done my whole life, which is helping entrepreneurs succeed. So everything for me just it fits right into place. And this is, it's such a fun company to work at um, because we just have a great team. It's a wonderful team environment. And it really is great when you work on a team that's, you know, doing the right thing and doing it well. So let's talk about the product. What exactly is 3D Cart and what does Fire Nation need to know about it? Um, Well, 3D Cart is shopping cart software. So it's a SaaS model, meaning hosted online. You don't actually install um, the software on a server, that all 
is all taken care of by us. SaaS meaning software as a service, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep, software as a service. It's extremely affordable. Like the starting point is around $19 a month. Um, Like a lot of other shopping carts that we compete with, we don't charge revenue share. Like we don't take a portion of your sales. Just to um, help Fire Nation out, like what would some of your competitors be? So maybe they've heard their names. I would say if you were in the space looking for e-commerce software, you may have heard of Illusion or um, Big Commerce. Those are typically mm-hmm. the two that are, are right around us. Um, of course, I'm going to say I like ours better. <laughs> well, again, continue, continue to talk about the product because I am curious about it. So take us from the ground level from somebody wanting to have a shopping cart and what does your product offer? Um, our product, it really has over 200 and some features built into it. Um, so it, it has the the capabilities of really higher end software, but you can get in at a very low cost, right? So that what I really like about 3D Card is it scales. Um, you can become quite a large e-commerce business on this software and not have to change software. So we've got um, basically... It becomes your website. You know, you, you enter your products, you enter your product descriptions, your information. You can change the the sales template, um, the design template. So you have a real functional, professional looking website where you can sell merchandise online via you know your URL. Um, it integrates with, I think right now about 110 different um, e or um, payment gateways. So no matter what merchant provider you want to use to process your credit cards, there's a really good chance that we integrate with it. Um, we've got some features built in like autoresponders where um, you, you can, you know, somebody buys a product, you can create flags to upsell to them in the future based on the date and um, how, you know, how long it's been and order sizes and all that different stuff. So there's there's lots of marketing capabilities built in. And I think that, you know, it's really just that it, it's such an, a low barrier to entry for somebody who wants to try to sell online. And some of the best merchants are people who actually run brick-and-mortar stores. Yeah, absolutely. Because for a really low cost, they can try to also sell their goods online. And another, another good demographic is somebody who sells on eBay. Um, eBay, you know, eBay is good for building a customer base, but you do give eBay a lot of your revenue. Um, so if you can build up a customer base and a following, having your own website is better in the future if you can get them to shop through your website versus a portal where mm. you end up paying a percentage of your you know, your orders. Very cool stuff. Well, we're going to be linking all this up in the show notes, the website, the, the resources that you've mentioned and that you're going to be mentioning later on in this interview. And Joe, this has just been great. I mean, it sounds like you are now with a company that, you just really resonate with and you, you've mentioned multiple times you have a great team you're living in a part of the country that you love i mean mm-hmm. life is good it is i'm i'm a definitely a beach person so south florida the miami area it really works for me <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm in san diego so i'm with you ah <laughs> so joe let's take a second here to thank legal zoom because i think you would agree that your future is important So stop stressing out and start planning. I know just a partner who can help with that, LegalZoom. LegalZoom has been around for 12 years, helping Americans get personalized wills, powers of attorney, living trusts, real estate documents, and more. 
They can even help start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Now, I know this could be a benefit for some of you entrepreneurs out there. LegalZoom offers services developed by a team of experienced attorneys, and they're there to help you from start to finish. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Remember, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. So Joe, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. Okay. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Money. <laughs> Raising money. And basically how I ended up doing it was bootstrapping all the way. I never took VC money. I never you know, took um, investment capital. Scott and I, from the very beginning, bootstrapped that company all the way up to the end. <laughs> And I bet you're pretty glad when you sold it. <laughs> I was. It was a relief, but it was also a relief not having to report to shareholders or to people who gave us money. We did it ourselves, and as we grew momentum, it was our money, and we were working for ourselves, and I would never wish it another way. Yeah, I really enjoyed always it. always a lot better selling 100% of the pie than not 100%. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, what's the best advice you've ever received? Fire people that suck. (laughs) Uh, We've touched upon this a little bit earlier, and I'm really glad to hear because a lot of the listeners here have employees, and it's kind of a harsh word, but you know, some of their employees may suck, and it's it's tough to swallow. And again, you feel responsibility for them because you hired them, and as entrepreneurs, we hate to admit that we made a mistake, but sounds like you might have to do that, Joe. I didn't have many that I would say suck, but over the course of my life, there were probably 10. And I spent so much time and resources trying to make the business work for them that when I look back at it, I was like, well, what a waste of my time and my money. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, if this job isn't right for you, why do I keep trying to find you positions that fit you when, you know, I mean, everybody is nice in some level, but sometimes you really just have to do what's right for the business. And um, trying to find a home for people that lie to you or such is just, you know, it's not worth it. What is something that's working for you right now? It's worked for me my entire life. And I probably would never change this is to reward good behavior. Um, I try to always do that in in management, anytime I manage people, and I've always done that, was when people are are doing things that are good for the company, acknowledge it. And uh, I I don't want to necessarily reward people for good behavior, but acknowledge good behavior and thank people. Great stuff. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yes, um, Basecamp. Basecamp. Yeah, the um, project management software. Yeah, 37 Signals. Those guys yes. are great. I love them. I think they run a great company. I love being one of their customers, and I have loved being one of their customers for many years. And I think they're they're definitely doing the right thing. They've got great software. I like that product a lot. Cool stuff. Well, Fire Nation, you can find links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Joe Palco. So, Joe, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? 
Um, this one's probably going to shock you, but I, I really liked this book. Bandy? Uh, no, it's called <laughs> Why, Why I Left Goldman Sachs by Greg Smith. It really, for me, I have a real fascination with public markets okay. and how, how the stock market works and how this all trickles down into everyday life. Um, and that book opened eyes. Why did he end up leaving Goldman Sachs? The short version of the long story is conscience. Conscience. He just couldn't <laughs> do it anymore. All right. Well, we don't have to, uh, after the 2008 fiscal crisis, we don't have to question that one. So, mm-hmm. Fire Nation, if you want to hear the audio version of this book for free, you can go to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible to Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So, Joe, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky. So, take your time digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? First, I'd get internet. Um, Because I don't think I could really do much with a laptop and $500 and not being connected to anyone. Okay, so Wi-Fi, boom, you're online. Okay, so we're online. You know, I'm going to have to do what I've done for 20 years, <laughs> and that's start an e-commerce website. Um, I pretty much – I'm confident that with the right product, I can sell anything online. I, I think the best advice I could give to anybody is the internet. It, you have to have a real niche product that, that a decent number of people want, but you can't get it anywhere else. Or you have to have the ability to sell a commodity product at the cheapest possible price. And long run, we know that trying to sell a commodity at the cheapest possible price does not scale. So I think the internet is best suited for for niche. It's like trying to fight the ocean waves with a sword. Yeah, yeah. You can make (laughs) a little progress, but eventually it'll just knock you on your ass. (laughs) So Joe, Fire Nation is well aware that they can just get everything that you talked about today on your show notes page, which is entrepreneuronfire.com slash Joe Palco. Tell us where we can find you. I'm a real social media addict, really. So I, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Um, I have a, a blog that um, I use josephpalco.com as my blog. Um, I... I'm pretty – people say I have no filter, so a lot of times I, I'll write about things that are not e-commerce and I probably piss people off, but um, that's all well and good, right? I mean no harm. I'm just <laughs> opinionated. <laughs> hey, being opinionated is not a bad thing, Joe, and you've just given us some great actionable advice, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, I'm going to go back to what – what I know the best and and I want to say it's build a good quality team if you, if you have an idea that starts to work and you start building a real business um, you, you pr- use your employees as a resource and by treating them right they'll work for you um, treat them wrong and they'll work against you and you'll create cancers within your own organization so I say attitude is the most important thing about actually getting a company off the ground and having people on the ground floor that want to share in your success uh, versus building a team of people that envy you or dislike you. So um, just make good decisions. 
Joe, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. It was wonderful, John. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Fire Nation, have you ever struggled with a difficult conversation? Check out Smart Talk. It's no ordinary book. It's a Swiss army knife of communication, a comprehensive set of tools to build strong relationships and avoid communication breakdowns. Visit smarttalksuccess.com for a free excerpt and chance to win an iPad mini. That's smarttalksuccess.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.